Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, for the second day in a row, I am going to uh, exert a little uh, point of privilege here and talk about something Broadway oh, World boy. related. And oh, actually, <laughs> Alan Henry related too. Um, Broadway World is now advertising for a new social media manager. Our Ooh. previous uh, social media manager is moving on to another opportunity. And uh, this is a really great job. Like, this is the coolest job at Broadway World because you get to go to all the press events, go to all the openings, go all the red carpets, go all the opening night parties. This is a really, really cool And you get event. paid. I, and yes, you get paid to do those things. Probably don't get paid much, but you do get paid nonetheless. You obviously must work in New York City. You must have no real semblance of a life. You must be energetic, probably young and energetic. Uh, but if you're interested in this job um, and you know how to do social media things, like not just tweet and post on the social. I was going to say, it is unfortunately like, not just playing on Twitter. No, like real things and content and reporting and all those things. This would be a really, really good uh, opportunity for you. There will, be, there will be a link in the show notes and on BroadwayRadio.com. So uh, check that out. You would be working with the one and only, the legendary... Alan Henry. Trademark. This <laughs> trademark. This has become the Alan Henry podcast. Um they, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> they might need to become a co host, I guess. I've invited them on multiple times. And uh yeah. Anyway. Shucks. Oh yeah. Um also <laughs> speaking of uh, special podcasts, uh head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio. I am one show away, actually, from finishing Ooh. my schedule for next week. It currently sits at nine, stuff. Yeah, nine shows and two concerts with one other show spot there. And I'm going to try Good to God. do the uh, online rush for American Utopia in its weird 5 p.m. slot that can take oh, me to 11 shows and two concerts. Right. So I'm um, very excited. I'll be talking about here's what I will be talking about. On the Patreon next week at some point. Tina the Tina Turner musical. Mm-hmm. The, Eden Espino- the Eden Espinosa concert at Green Room 42. The Star Wars parody musical by Andrew Barth Feldman at 54 Below. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, the Headlands at Lincoln Center. I'm going back to Town, Cambodian yes. rock band. Going to the first preview performance of Six on Broadway. Going to the first preview of Unknown Soldier off-Broadway. I'm going to see Anatomy of a Suicide. I'm going back to Moulin Rouge. And I'm going to be seeing Darling Grenadine off-Broadway from Roundabout. So some really fun, cool stuff. Very um, good schedule. Yeah, with one or two more mixed in. I'm thinking about either all the Natalie Portmans at MCC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going, Going out to BAM to see Medea. Or going to transport group and seeing unsinkable Molly Brown. Those are the three things that are on my That's list. Very those, are, those are all good ones. And everyone knows my undying passion for Whitney Basher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to see her in that, but like all the Natalie Portmans, like that seems like You're such a that? cool thing. And yeah. Medea with those two, I don't know. So it's I, I'm torn right now. So I've got some deliberating still to do but if you want me to hear me talk about all of those things become a member of our patreon family over patreon.com slash broadway radio your schedule always makes me nauseous because i'm seeing all those shows but spread out over not in eight days like six months like my upcoming schedule is unknown soldier uh the hot wing king all the natalie portman's 
uh, Hades Town this week again, <laughs> uh, and Anatomy of a Suicide, but that's over four weeks of what I already have put in press requests for. You're just like, here's eight days. Here's all the shows. Like, yeah, and oh. since I am going to be there on a work trip, I'm missing out on two weekday matinee spots, so mm. I can't go to mm, those. Mm, so mm. it would be more if I could, but... No. Anyway, Ashley, let no. us <laughs> I know. Let us get into the news of the day. A, a fairly quiet day, but let's start off with talking about the one and only Steven Sater. He is a Tony-winning book writer and lyricist, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you all know, and he is currently promoting his uh, novel adaptation of the musical that he worked on, Alice by Heart. And in doing so, he took to the Twitter machine and started answering fan questions. And uh, it was a hashtag Steven Sater AMA. One of the questions that he answered was from Carly, who said, Can you revive Alice by heart? Steven Slater said, We definitely will revive the show. We're looking into that right now. Um, so apparently Alice by heart, which we talked about a lot on this show at MCC, didn't get the best reviews, but it did have a fairly mm-hmm. strong uh loyal following of younger theater goers. Oh yeah. Um, so apparently That's, it is That is what I know. I'm not overly familiar with Alice by Heart, but I knew of it and know of it because of how loyal its fan base is. Yeah, absolutely. And he actually goes on to say that the sales and success of this book can only help the possibility that a new production (laughs) will be mounted uh, in New York or somewhere else. But the other show that he is probably most well known for is spring awakening. And Georgette Backus asked him that little show. Yeah. How do you feel about a spring awakening movie? And Steven Sater said, fingers crossed. It looks like we may finally be moving forward with the hashtag spring awakening movies. Uh, this has been something that has been rumored forever. Yes. Um, but I feel like, as we've talked about a lot here, Ashley, with the recent movement towards musicalized content, of both on happening. TV and streaming services, like this would be a great property for a Netflix movie. And uh, I, I think it, it was so hard because for a long time, musicals were either big budget Hollywood right. tentpole things with stars, or you're doing them live on a network. Right. And with Netflix jumping into the game, with um, Nickelodeon jumping into the game, with now Disney Plus and and all these other places doing it too, like there are other opportunities for a show like Spring Awakening, which doesn't really fit the Hollywood tentpole or the live network thing. This could be a really good opportunity for a show that I generally don't like, mm. but I feel like it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good opportunity for this show which plenty of other people adore yeah and i think uh, it's not necessarily a big thing as you said uh, studios will sign on to do movie musicals if they can get big stars attached spring awakening is one of those shows where you kind of have to introduce new talent and a a lot of studios are not going to sign up for that but as you said with all of these kind of a la carte options, especially Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, who seem like they're a little bit more committed to introducing new talent and bringing up rising stars, this is a really good pla- a really good avenue for that. Do you think that at this point that like Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff and Skylar Astin and all of the other original cast members could they play the? Adult I was gonna say, is they like a parent they can play. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like absolutely. 
Yeah, if they wait a little, a few years, they definitely. Yeah. Anyway, Leah Michelle will still try and play one of the children. Though. She'll she'll demand that if she plays somebody, she also gets a second contract to play. Fanny yes, Bryce exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> Ashley. On Monday, there was a hugely special event on Broadway at the Lundfontein Theater. It was a tribute that was organized by Michael Feinstein in memory of the late great Jerry Herman, who passed away at the eighty at the year at the age of eighty eight years old. It had literally every famous person <laughs> that's ever been on yeah. Broadway yeah. in this at this event. Uh, obviously, Michael Feinstein performed, Kristen Chenoweth, Sutton Foster, Kelly O'Hara, Leslie Uggams, Bernadette Peters, Betty Buckley, Clea Blackhurst, and Tyne Daly, John Bolton, not the guy who wrote the book, um, <laughs> Lorna Luft, Ron Raines, Marilyn May, Jeremy Jordan, Leroy Reams, Debbie Gravitt, and more. Um, you also had special video tributes from Angela Lansbury and some guy named Paul McCartney. Don't know. And not familiar. Uh, Harvey Firestein was also involved. Um, what a special event! Um, and we have some video highlights of that uh, of that event in the show. If you want to check that out, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, obviously, there's a lot God, of that picture what? of Sutton and Bernadette, and I can't remember who else was in it, but just powerhouses of Broadway all together. Yeah, I mean, and what's great about it is, is that there's multiple generations um, of of theater stars in there, going from you know Jeremy Jordan, who I'm guessing is probably the youngest one uh, of this group, mm. um, up to someone like Marilyn May, who is very proud to be in her early to mid nineties. Yes. You know, like that is a a great tribute to one of the most beloved composers in Broadway history, somebody who. Um, was, as we talked about when he passed away, somebody who just infused joy into everything that he mm-hmm. wrote. So I think that despite the sad circumstances, if you watch this video, you will be impacted by the loveliness of the songs and the tributes yeah. and, uh, and the music. Hard itself. to not somehow find joy in it regardless. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to some other news, Ashley, and this one's an interesting one. In a recent interview with Variety, the legendary Liza Minnelli said that she is ready to start acting again. When asked what her next project would be, she didn't commit to anything, but she did say, quote, whatever comes up, I've always been like that. Somebody offer her something, please. Minnelli also revealed that (laughs) she will record... Oh, my Lord. Um, She will also be recording her father, Oscar-winning director Vincent Minnelli's favorite song, The Gershwin's Embraceable You, on the aforementioned Michael Feinstein's upcoming album, Gershwin Country. I don't think that means, like, country music versions of Gershwin. I think it means, but maybe it does. That's exactly what I assumed it to be, so... Really? Liza Minnelli singing a (laughs) country-western version of Embraceable You. Would it be the strangest thing she's done? I mean, crazy for you did have a, a Western, mm-hmm. you know, theme to it. Let's get mm-hmm. let's get Jody Benson there back. Um, <laughs> Liza Minnelli is also executive producing that album because, of course. Um, also on Thursday, this coming Thursday, former Broadway radio guest Drew Drogi will open his new off-Broadway show, Happy Birthday, Doug, at the Soho Playhouse. Uh, just a great title, like. Happy birthday, Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anyway, uh, the show, which is being produced by Michael Yuri, will run through March 1st. The show In the show, it's Doug's 41st birthday and his favorite and least favorite gay men have made the invite list. Friends, exes, nightmares, tricks, and even a ghost. That sounds 
just very right funny. up my alley. Um, I think I don't remember if it's. I, it's a, a follow up for Drew of bright colors and bold patterns. If people saw that, yes. I don't know if it's technically like a sequel or a sister piece to it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But but yeah, that was great a great show. one. And if you don't know that show, we interviewed uh, our friend uh, Caitlin Milligan interviewed Doug about that uh, a while ago. Yeah, it was a great and show. You can also see it on Broadway HD. If you, uh, oh, that's so right. See, there you go. There you go. And finally, Ashley, Hades Town announced a handful of stops for its upcoming tour, uh, specifically the, some in uh, mid, early to mid 2021. The Tony winning musical will be playing the Civic Center in San Diego, California in mid to late January. Then it'll follow up with uh, the last week of January at the Smith Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Then it'll be going... Uh, a little bit of a break where they haven't announced their shows yet into the spring at the uh, AT&T Performing Arts Center in Dallas in mid to late May. Then in June, it'll stop at the Tulsa Pack in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then the Orpheum Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am super duper interested to see how this show plays in bigger yeah, houses. Absolutely. Um, the Walter Kerr is on the smaller side of Broadway theaters that host musicals. Mm. And, the intimacy of that theater, the 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 second level, the mezzanine or whatever, the, uh, me- I think it's just mezzanine, no balcony, um, both. is over top quite a bit. Yeah, is it yeah. both? Um, but they are they are pretty close um, compared to something like the Broadway theater where you are actually in a different zip code, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see when they go to these big theaters how much of the you know spoiler alert set reveal they're able to do on the road. I'm assuming they can do all mm-hmm. of it, but I don't know that they can do the elevator that they do at the Kerr. That's um, what I'm so very curious about because that is my absolute favorite transition ever in theater, that uh, transition between so Epic 2 and Chant. And if that's not there, then I just don't want anything to do with the show. I mean, a, a lot of these theaters, especially the newer ones, have elevators and trap doors built into the stage, but this is so specific into how they do it. Like, I don't know how it will travel. Yeah. Uh, I hope they figure it out because it is, like you said, I remember just tearing up during that show, not necessarily because of the content of the show, that too, but like, I teared the up specifically just because the of the staging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The staging and the design is beautiful. Um, what they did with the set, Rachel Chavkin's um, direction genius, and yes. the choreography. I mean, they're just all, it's fantastic. So I'm very interested to see how they adapt Rachel Houck's set for the road. I definitely am going to try and get to whatever. Even if it's not a close tour stop, I definitely want to go see it on tour and find out. Yeah. Especially depending on who they cast. Because oh, I sure. think re- replacing Andre Patchick and Amber, like, I don't know how they're going to do that on Broadway, tough. let alone on a tour. Yeah. It's going to be super duper hard, and I'm very, very interested tough. to see what happens if they stay after a year, if they leave, what they actually end up doing. Because those are really, really specific parts, even though mm-hmm. Andre didn't originate that role. Right. And the person who did originate it is very, very different Incredibly. than him. Chris Sullivan yes. is a big, tall, fairly young white dude mm-hmm. and very much not Andre. So I'll be interested to see what they do. But I, uh, I love that show, and I'm very excited to be seeing it again. Next and week. me, hopefully, the end of this week, finally. There you go. Absolutely. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. 
I believe James and I are going to be closing out the week for the next two days, right? Ashley, you've got some shows. Yeah, I'll be at Grand Horizons on Wednesday night and hopefully the Hadestown on Thursday night. Very cool. Well, James and I will be here to carry you into the weekend. And then Ashley and James will be guiding you through all of next week, at least on today on Broadway. While I am in New York, you can find me on Patreon uh, two or three times talking to James, probably, or by myself, depending on schedules about the shows that I'm seeing. Hmm, yeah, sad. story of my life. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio to be able to hear those episodes. Have a great hump day, everybody. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>